Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for June 27, 2019. So I'm teaching a series entitled The Power of Fellowship. I spent eight weeks on fellowshipping with God, fellowshipping with the Father, and now I've transitioned this week to teaching on fellowshipping with other people. Once you get your vertical right with God, now it's time to embrace the grace to get your horizontal right with other people. So once uh, the love of God flows to you, then you're in position for the love of God to flow through you. And that's the goal, right? So um, yesterday we looked at a passage in Ephesians, and I want to go back to that same passage again this morning. I'm also going to look at another passage in 1 Corinthians. Both of these passage, passages are dealing with us being members of the overall universal global body of Christ. And so the title of today's message is Value and Honor. I'm going to talk about value I'm going to talk about honor today within the context of fellowship. So Ephesians chapter four, verses 15 and 16 from the Passion Translation reads, all our direction and ministries will flow from Christ and lead us deeper into him, the anointed one, the head of the body, the church, talking about Jesus, for his body has been formed in his image and is closely joined together and is constantly connected as one. So we are all members of a body that is that is supposed to be drawn together and constantly connected as one. And every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of the overall body of Christ. And these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body. Now, as these gifts, Paul says, operate effectively throughout the whole body, then we are all built up and made perfect in love. The word perfect there is a word that means mature. So as the gifts of God are in operation throughout the whole body and we embrace it and we receive what's happening uh, in the lives of others and others receive what's happening in our own lives through the power of God, through the Holy Spirit, through the grace of God, then we are all become a, becoming effective. So the body of Christ is effective and we are all built up and we are all made perfect or mature in love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 14 through 20, same thing, Passion Bible translation, the apostle Paul said this. He says, he's given the same, like, you know, hey, we're members of a body. He says, in fact, the human body is not one single part, but rather many parts all mingled into one. So if the foot were to say, since I'm not the hand, I'm not part of the body, it's forgetting that it's a vital part of the body. And if the ear were to say, well, since I'm not the eye, I'm not really part of the body. It's forgetting that it's an important part of the body. So think of it this way. He says, if the whole body were just an eyeball, then how could it hear, right? If the whole body were just an ear, then how could it smell? See, God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as he desires, a diversity is required, Paul says, for if the body consisted of one single part, then it wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one body. Many differing parts, many different functions. There's a diversity of giftings and callings, but when we all come together, we're just coming together as one body, right? So that's why we have to value and honor one another. So what does this mean to you today? about being a member of the body of Christ. I have five things to share with you on this morning. Open up your heart to receive. Here we go. Number one, you are, look at me, you are a member of a larger body of Christ. Without you, the body of Christ is missing something. If you say, well, forget it. You know, I just don't want to deal with anybody. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't want to, 
I don't forget it. I don't want to deal with church. I don't want to deal with people. I'm just going to live by myself. I am the church. I don't need to go nowhere. I can just worship God all by myself. I'm going to stay in my room. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to come home and I'm going to do my own thing. <laughs> Listen, if you live that way, obviously, number one, you're hurt. It's obvious that you're hurt and you're carrying around bitterness in your heart. And so that you need to give yourself over to God to, to be washed away from that. But really what you're doing is that you're isolating yourself. And so as the body of Christ, we're missing out. We're missing out on, on your flavor. We're missing out on who God called you to be. And you're also missing out on us. And, and there's a lot of us. And so we got a lot to add and we got a lot of value to give to your life. So if, if you just isolate yourself, not only will you miss out on us, we will also miss out on you. And it's, it's just not pleasing in God's sight. But when we all come together, by the grace of God, we're all benefiting from one another. The glory of God is manifested. The world is made a better place and the lost are drawn to Jesus because they get a glimpse of what heaven is going to look like. Because in this world, you know, there's all this bickering and fighting and, and divisiveness. When the way it's supposed to work in the body of Christ is that you should see, the world should be able to see Republicans and Democrats united because of Jesus. Blacks and whites united because of Jesus. Hispanics and Asians united because of Jesus. Male and female, young and old, rich and poor united because of Jesus. And then when when we all come together under the blood-stained banner of Jesus Christ, the world should be should get a glimpse of what heaven is like. That's how the world is drawn to Jesus. And so, wouldn't it be a shame if we in the body of Christ look no different than the world? If we in the body of Christ were tearing each other down, just like the world is tearing each other down? No, that's not fellowship and that's not pleasing in God's sight. Number two, the Bible says that every member has been given divine gifts to contribute to the growth of all. So every member has been, you have gifts on your life and you're supposed to be contributing to the growth of all. This means that you are called, you are appointed, you are anointed for such a time as this. You are a member of the global body of Christ and you have a grace, a flavor, you have value on your life that no one else has. So since no one else has your divine assignment, since no one else can be you, you might as well be you. If you open up your heart to be the man, the woman that God has called you to be, and you embrace the gate, the grace to walk in the giftings and the callings that uh, of God that is on your own life, you get to contribute to the overall body of Christ. You're adding value to the body of Christ, right? And at that point, your life will be part of a larger story and a greater purpose. And so you're not just living for you. You're living for a greater purpose. You're living, you, you have a holy calling so that your life is, is about something that's bigger than just you. And now that you're functioning as a member of the overall body of Christ, you get to benefit from the grace and the giftings that's on other people as well. So while you're adding value to them, they're adding value to, the, to you. This is God's will. This is fellowship. This is what I'm teaching about. Number three, the Bible says, as these gifts operate effectively throughout the whole body, we, we are built up and made perfect in love. One of the major reasons why God didn't call you to live in isolationism is because God is love. God is love. God is love. Love is not something God has. Love is not something God does. Love is who God is. And since God is love and love lives in you, then he expects you to operate in love. And so love is manifested in fellowship. See, when you function in your gifting and others function in their giftings, Paul says that we, all of us, are all built up and made perfect in love. The point here is that you can attempt to develop in the love of God all by yourself. But it won't work because love is not love until you give it away. <laughs> you can't develop in love by yourself. 
Love is not love until you give it away. You need others to fully function in love. The love of God is fully functional when it is in operation within the overall larger context of the body of Christ. So resist every urge to disconnect from people. You were not designed to be by yourself. You were designed to live as a member of the larger body of Christ, a global family. This is how you are built up and made perfect. The word perfect, there's the word mature, in love. Number four, every member of God's body has a place and a function. Every member of God's body is important. So the eye can't say to the hand, well, I don't need you. The hand can't say to the foot, you're not important. No, we all have importance and we all have our individual roles. And when we open up our hearts to be fully functioning members of the larger body of Christ, then we get to benefit from the uniqueness that God placed on others, and others get to benefit from the uniqueness that God placed on us, and we get to add value to their lives, and they get to add value to our lives. We are releasing, and we are receiving, and this is God's will, and this is fellowship, and this is how we're supposed to live. Number five, and finally, let me just close with a word on jealousy and arrogance. In today's message, I've been driving home the importance of embracing the value that God has placed in you as an individual and also the value that he has placed in others. So let me say something about jealousy. If you choose to covet the life and the assignment of someone else, you are devaluing your own. Like it's, you're being disrespectful to God. It's like you are not valuing who it is that God called you to be. You are failing to acknowledge the grace of God that is on your own life. You are failing to acknowledge the value that God placed in you. Conversely, if you think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, and now you're looking down on other people, right? Now what you're doing is you're devaluing them. So in one sense, you got to value yourself, right? So you don't want to have a low self-esteem and devalue who it is that God called you to, to be and live your life just, cover. I wish I was that person. I wish I was that person. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. I wish I had what they have. Uh, I wish I could do what they do. No, you got to value yourself, but then you also don't want to devalue other people. If you look down on other people, hmm, I'm better than him. I'm better than her. Then you're not living a life that's pleasing in God's sight because honestly, the closer you get to God, the less you think of yourself from that perspective as far as comparing yourself to other people. You don't compare yourself to other people. You only compare yourself to Jesus. So you're valuing yourself and you're valuing them. And when you live that way, that's how you can have true fellowship because it comes down to honor. The foundation, look, imagine like the kingdom of God and imagine at the bottom, there's a foundation and the whole kingdom of God is built on this foundation. Well, that foundation is built on a system called honor right? So the whole kingdom of God functions on a system of honor. When you honor someone, you value them. When you honor yourself, you can look in the mirror and value yourself, who it is that God called you to be. See, honor will keep you from jealousy and honor will keep you from arrogance. So honor will keep you from devaluing yourself and honor will keep you from devaluing other people. And so when you honor someone, you value them and who it is that God called them to be without tripping over their mistakes because God values you despite the fact that you have made mistakes, more mistakes than you want to acknowledge. So despite your faults and your failures and your flaws, God values you anyway. And so when you honor someone, you can honor them the way that God honors them. You can value them the way that God values them. And you can look in the mirror and value yourself. This is how, when you get to this point where you are a man or woman of honor, now you're in position to have real fellowship. 
because now you're in position to build people up, not tear them down. You can allow what the Bible says, no corrupt communication to proceed from out of your mouth, but only that which is good to the use of edifying that administers grace to one another. You are there to be a blessing to other people and they are there to be a blessing to you and you have fellowship and it's amazing and the world sees Jesus in you and the world gets a glimpse of what heaven is like when they look at you and they look at your family and they come to your church. And so they're like, yes, this is fellowship and this is how God called us to live. So stop running away from people. Connect, do your part, receive from others, operate with a level of honor, and also value. Value yourself and value other people. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to repeat after me in faith from a believing heart. Say this. Say, say Father, I am who you say I am. I can do what you say I can do. I honor and value myself. I have a proper estimation of myself. I do not think of myself more highly than I ought. I also do not look down on anyone else in arrogance. I don't think any less of myself or any less of other people. I am both humble and confident. I honor and value your call on my life. I like and love myself. I also love others. I honor and value them. I need them and they need me. I open my heart to have true fellowship with the other members of your body, Father. And I know that this fellowship is pleasing in your sight. I am not a lone ranger. I am a fully functioning member of your body and your global family. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org. There's a subscribe button. Subscribe. Get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Listen, I know this is not one of these rah-rah messages. I'm not you know, trying to get you all fired up this morning, but this is important. I mean, this is godly teaching. This is sound doctrine. You are not a lone ranger. Open up your heart. Connect with other people. You have something to share with them, and they have something to share with you. This is, this is fellowship and this is how we're supposed to live. So go into this day, determine that you are going to fellowship with other people. Fellowship with God and fellowship with man. And do me a favor, before you leave the screen, please share this message right now. Hit share on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Have an amazing day. God bless you.